Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me on this fantastic Friday. I had to pause during the course of the morning and go, okay, wait, is it actually Friday today? And just I had a little joy in my heart remembering that it is Friday and the weekend is here. Hooray! And in to think that I had a long week or long last weekend. I was off last Friday and Monday and I'm already thinking, boy, this was a long week. Where am I at? Anyway, I am delighted that you are joining me on the program this morning. My guest, State Senator Steve Noss from Whitewater is joining me on the program. He is part of the, he's the co-chair of the Joint Committee for Review of Administrative Rules. And they had a hearing, a very important hearing this week down in Madison. Good morning, Senator Noss. How are you? Good morning. Beautiful day. We got snow down here, but I'll tell you when I get up this morning and uh, the uh, landscape was lit up, uh, it just is uh, awesome uh, portrait that God sent us today. I, 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 it really is. It's awesome. Um, yeah, very pretty. Well, I mean, that's that's the only way you can. I mean, it's either you cry or you smile because it's it's Wisconsin and we get snow and it's winter. <laughs> so that's a good attitude to have. Well, so Senator Noss, I know that there was an, an important hearing uh, this uh, past week down in Madison and would like to have um, have you talk about it and explain what has uh, some some positive results of this hearing and and actually kind of describe some of the I guess there were some fireworks as well. Uh, yeah, well, what what the uh, the powers of the committee are are really important, especially when we are not in session. The committee on administrative rules for the review of them. Administrative rules have the the full force of law, just like a item in the statute, uh, a law in the statute books. And so it's critically important. And what happens is all of the departments, we are charged with uh, reviewing the administrative rules that come to us from whether it's Department of Natural Resources, Public Instruction, Revenue, all of them. And so when they come through, and in this case, Department of Health, we are charged with reviewing them. And if the public, we the people, have a concern, we can do hearings, and which we did, and we can object to the rules. That's the power that we have. And that is important because there are some, in fact, one member of the committee thinks we should just roll forward and let the department do what they want to do. Well, that, of course, is crazy. Um, and so last session, and I won't belabor this point so we can get right into the meat of it, but last session we objected to the rule. And what happens is we need to do a bill, which we did. It went to the legislature. And when the legislature ended, that bill died. Now, some say, well, pass it. But, but the problem is if you pass that legislation, the governor will veto it, and then the administrative rule automatically goes into place. So we knew we could not just run out and pass that bill. So now we're in this session, and that gave us time to work with the department to, to say, let's we got some problems with this rule. Let's sit down. Let's try to work it out so we don't, don't get into loggerheads over it. The department refused. And so they brought the bill for or the uh, administrative rule forward once again this session. So we went in and we objected uh, to the rule. And basically it's on vaccinations. It's uh, DHS 144. And what it, there's a table of immunizations that is out there. And, and what they were doing is adding uh, meningococcal, the vaccine for that, uh, to the list. 
uh, and we already have very high vaccination rates, so there's no need to, to do that. Um, chicken pox, they were putting, that, that's on the list, that, you know, if you go to school, whatever. Uh, what they were doing with that is putting it on the list of, quote-unquote, substantial outbreak. And as we know, the health departments at the county level and at the state have tremendous powers. That's a whole other issue. We need to circle back and uh, kind of clip their wings on that. We really do, but we need a governor that, that we can work with uh, because they can shut down. In fact, in Dane County, for example, they shut down the school. Local health department can do that. Uh, they can, without any elected approval, they can just do that. So substantial outbreak, we uh, removed that uh, the chickenpox from the, the department being able to say there's a substantial outbreak with chickenpox and shut everything down. And then the uh, other requirement, which is really gets at parents, there are exceptions. So if you have a religious reason, that's the one we hear quite a bit of, uh, you may have a medical reason, uh, you may have a philosophical reason. Well, what they did is they removed that. So parents, if you've had, if your kid has had chickenpox at the present Time, and we're going to we're preserving that. A parent can can go in to the school and say, well, "My kid already had chickenpox, so I don't she she doesn't he or she doesn't need the vaccination." And uh, what what they were doing, the department, they were changing that to say, "No, mom and dad, you're going to have to go seek out a medical professional and get their okay to get the waiver." And and they never pointed to a problem at all. It's just another power that they were putting in place. So. So we took those out of there, and um, it, it actually will preserve what we have now, parental power, and you don't have to be forced to have another needle in your arm. Uh, that's up to the parents, uh, for example, with meningitis. Um, so that's where we're at right now. So I presume that you had a great showing of concerned parents that came to this hearing uh, this past week. Uh, it was pretty awesome and very educational, and some uh, that testify. Um, I think there's an expectation among the people that legislators know everything. Well, we don't. And so one of the things that I have always enjoyed is when people come in to testify on legislation, they actually educate legislators, whether it's on uh, veterinarian issues or education or, in this case, vaccinations. We learn so much very detailed, those for and against. And we had uh, one heck of a turnout, uh, people that came in from all over. One of, the, one of the things that they mentioned to the committee was we had a 10-hour hearing, which is fine. That's, that's our job. And so those who were testifying, a number of them were saying thanks for saying and listening to us. And I, I stopped them and I said, no, you don't have to thank us. We need to thank you. You're coming in from all over the state of Wisconsin, driving three, four hours to get here to testify we need to thank you for educating us on this issue. And so it was a, 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 a great hearing. Um, yeah, one of the senators, uh, we, we fired a little bit and uh, it got a little contentious because uh, I got to a point the first time I let it go, second time and, uh, I said, we need a little civics lesson and I had to run through the, and, and he knows, it, it gets frustrating. Uh, the process that how we got to where we were with this committee hearing. And then he tried to switch gears uh, and just would not shut up, quite frankly. And switch gears and he brought up gerrymandering. And at, at that point, I, I said, Senator, some of the comments you make are just bizarre. 
and that is true. And the audience uh, erupted in laughter, and um, that was the end of that. He stayed about another five minutes and then left. But that's what we deal with. The vote, in fact, which is no surprise, was six to four, six Republicans voting yes. And because it's made up of people, uh, legislators on the Assembly and Senate side, it's a joint committee, uh, six Republicans voting to suspend portions of this rule and four Democrats uh, lockstep uh, saying no. They were going to uh, override parental rights, and they think some uh, child should have another vaccination before they enter school. It's just, it's, pr- it's pretty clear um, where the lines are. So, but we got it done. And, um, you know, in fact, I will mention when we look at uh, the health departments and, and, and even COVID, right now in Dane County, more people are in the hospital with COVID-related uh, problems than were during the pandemic. So it's, it's just this um, unfortunate need in the health profession to just uh, put the thumb on us as though we're stupid. Uh, and I did tell the uh, doc for the Department of Health, he testified, nice guy and all, but we just disagreed. And I, I did say on behalf of the people, we are so frustrated with what the medical profession has done and the governor shutting down the state of Wisconsin, shutting down schools, suicide rates are up among our youth, the detrimental effect. And I, I said in, in my mind, to the doc, I said, you, sir, are Wisconsin's Dr. Fauci. And we, it is up to this committee to step in and uh, deal with these rules and stop parts of the rules. So, and that we did on, be, on behalf of the people. So it it's, worked out. It's really uh, something to behold when you see that these medical, these medical choices have now become politicized. And it's also interesting to see how Democrats are very selective about the medical choices that they are willing to, or, or that they are willing to fight for. And it seems very, uh, it, it seems hypocritical for them to uh, champion some medical procedures that they, that they believe are, are someone's right, to, a, a woman's right to choose. But then when it comes to uh, injecting poison, potentially poison or an, uh, an untested uh, drug into a child's body, for example, that that's unacceptable to them. It's it's very peculiar to me. And I, I you know, you and I have talked about this. You were you were a, a rock star at a couple of our rallies up here, freedom medical freedom rallies in in the past. And I mean, I just it, it's amazing to me that we we have such a well that that this that this issue uh, in in determining a, in a parent making the decisions about a child's whether or not a child's to receive immunizations why that has become politicized. Yeah, it is unfortunate. I will say, and I've been in the legislature quite a while uh, from um, past years, uh, and then looking at it now. And probably around uh, 2007, eight, somewhere in there, it started to to grind down. And and then of course Act 10, and I will say since Act 10, especially, it has really been adversarial. It's unfortunate, and I realize the people would like to see us all work together. And in fact, most of the legislation uh, is not controversial, and we. Uh, it's even last session, over 90% of the bills that we pass are, are actually bipartisan. 
But the ones that really get the attention are uh, like this, the ones that get elevated or taxes, uh, overspending. And there are issues where we are going to disagree and we're not going to work together, like abortion or on spending, the budget that's out there, just the additional billions of dollars being uh, spent under the governor's budget. We're not going to let that happen. So there are issues where it just isn't going to happen. We're not going to agree to continue to spend money and have it be out of control. Um, that's just the way it is. So we try to work together, but uh, there are times where it's not going to happen. And it is very uh, at, um, controversial. Uh, yeah, it's challenging, no doubt about it, and it has gotten well, this is a great example, too. I know this organization was uh, instrumental in, in alerting citizens all over the state, this Wisconsin, Wisconsin United for Freedom, and this organization, really a group of grassroots citizens that were concerned and expressed their concerns to their elected representatives about this, uh, this, this code that the Department of uh, D- DHS was, was proposing. And I mean, it's a, this is exactly what citizens ought to be doing: is paying attention to issues like this, and then bringing it to the attention of their elected representatives and showing up in force at, at hearings and and also reaching out to their elected representatives. Do you? Uh, I guess what I would ask, and and I know you've already given credit to those that came and testified uh, during the course of this hearing, but what what message would you like? to send back to uh, those activists that have participated in this and future activists that want to uh, make sure that our elected representatives are aware of where they stand on the issues? Uh, Participation through emails, phone calls, absolutely. Uh, People really do need to pay attention to what their government is doing and sometimes what their government is doing to them. Uh, And as I sat there and listened to a number of those members of that group, I thought, good for them. They're busy like everybody else with their children, with school, with their jobs. And they, to take that kind of time and immerse themselves in this rule and then to drive all the way to Madison to testify, uh, hallelujah. And it reminded me, and I told them at one moment, as I sat there and listened hour after hour, I, I, at one moment I said, you know, this reminds me of a favorite saying I have that I brought with me to the legislature back in the 90s, and it's even more appropriate today that if you don't like what your government is doing, then any unified action, rise up and take charge of your government. Or one day you'll find your government has taken charge of you. And this is a case where they rose up and, uh, and with their help and with the committee, we were able to alter parts of this rule to the betterment of the parents. Well, and congratulations to them. And um, I'm so glad that, uh, the Republicans, anyway, were willing to listen and to hear uh, the point of view of, of concerned parents throughout the state of Wisconsin. So before we run out of time, I wanted to touch quickly on the upcoming state Supreme Court election and your uh, gracious uh, uh, agreement to join us at an event that Get Involved Wisconsin is, is uh, co-hosting with the Dane County Republican Party. Uh, obviously, we're going to be our our topic of conversation is what's at stake in this upcoming state Supreme Court election. Want to give you an opportunity to just comment uh, about. I mean, you you suffered or you you were part of the Act Ten protests and how hard 
the Republican legislators and Governor Walker's administration worked to pass Act 10, but there's many more uh, reforms that are in peril if we do not have a conservative state Supreme Court in, well, in a yeah. matter of 26 days. Yes, and I, I certainly am supporting uh, Kelly. Uh, it, we need to get him elected. Uh, people right now need to early vote. We need to uh, do that more. The Democrats have been doggone good at it, I got to say. And Republicans are, and, and those independents who uh, make up their minds as, on who they're going to vote for, and if it's Kelly, then uh, request your absentee ballot. Uh, get it done if you're afraid that something's going to happen in between. Fill it out and physically drop it off at the clerk's office so you know it got there. Uh, that is one thing that needs to happen. And yes, with Kelly um, supporting him financially, if any if people are able to, that's critical because the left is just pouring money in, and uh, that will that can easily make a difference too. So, to the extent people are, can help him there. Now, if Kelly does not win, uh, everything that we have done is in jeopardy. So. Uh, interestingly, NRA members, uh, a lot of them uh, don't vote in record numbers. They just don't. I'm surprised by that, but year after year we see that. So our, our constitutional, our, our rights, uh, constitutional, but even, for example, the concealed carry will be in jeopardy. It just will be. Um, the first thing the Democrats have already said, they're almost drooling on this, is to go back to reapportionment declare what we have done with the district unconstitutional, and they will draw the maps. The potential there is high because depending how they draw those maps, we could, we really could, it's scary. We could lose the state assembly. Well, there you go. And this is for uh, 10 years, the new judge will be in place. Uh, there will be a, a couple other opportunities along the way, but uh, concealed carry, the castle doctrine that you can now, and the Republicans brought this forward, you can now uh, protect yourself in your home. If somebody busts in and you're, you're, you're threatened, you can shoot, uh, do whatever you have to do to defend yourself. That was not the case. They'll go after that. All of the good things we have done uh, potentially could be turned upside down or impacted negatively because they will, uh, in fact, the other justice running said she's going to request some of these cases be brought back. Uh, it's uh, very concerning. People really need to make sure they vote and vote early because we hear the stories and, and, and they're true. People either they get up and, well, like now down here, the snow. Someone decides, I'm not going to go vote. It's, the roads are too bad. Well, there goes a vote. Uh, they don't feel quite right and they don't want to give anybody else a cold so they don't go vote. That's why it is so important, and, and I have done it, to get your ballot and put it in early. And, you know, it's actually convenient. My daughter said this. This is great because I don't have to try to fit a time in on election day to go vote. It's already done. Right. It's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Well, you touched on or you, you addressed the redistricting. And, I mean, another thing that's in peril is uh, the Democrats uh, could could take back the House as well, the House of Representatives, if they redistrict. Yep. And, uh, I mean, we have a, a clear winner in representation in the third district with Derek Van Orden, but that's the, none of none of our existing maps are guaranteed if the state Supreme Court goes to the left. And that's, that's the, there's so much at stake and 
many people throughout the country, I, I would say that this is being watched at a national level. And, and so it's very critical. I've said this many times already this morning that not only that we get out and vote as individuals, but that we encourage, inform, provoke others to get out and, and let them know what's at stake in this upcoming election. Well, Senator Steve Noss, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I appreciate it. Thanks for your work on the JCRAR because it's it's so important that uh, uh, activists and parents and conservatives know that they have great representation on this uh, committee and uh, that you were able to make some very necessary critical changes in, in, in the nick of time. Yes, and we will continue to do that about a month ago or so. We, we did it on another issue. I won't get into that right now, but same thing. We, it, was, it was a problem, so we went in and we objected to the rule, and that's been put on hold. And so we're, we're going to continue to do our work, and uh, it's an honor to serve in the state Senate and to work on behalf of we the people. Well, thanks again. Look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks down in Madison at the big event, the uh, Super yep. Super Saturday. Uh, look forward to seeing you then. Hope you have a great weekend. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Right. Going to go to a break. We'll be right back. Rolling right into the 830 News, actually, followed by the second half of feedback in your calls, 715-845-2155.